which speaks so much for me to, to resolving this idea of having an expert who gives advice, but rather to come to people who work together on, in all spheres, in the thinking, the ideation, in the doing, in the looking after how things work out, but to, to be like an, yeah, a practitioner on all levels and all timescales, rather than separating that into a white collar expert and a blue collar doer. Exactly. Okay, hey everybody. So I'm trying a new experiment and I've got some wonderful new friend that we kind of found each other in a curious way. This is Anna Lena, who's in France. It'll be lovely to hear a little bit about your situation and, and we can explain what, what we're doing here and why we've decided to have these conversations. Great. Hey, Dan. Yeah, good to embark on this little experiment with you. <laughs> I remember that we, that we had a conversation and we said, hey, why don't we try to share a little bit of our practices you with living design process and me with being in dialogue with place and um, yeah, meet once a week online and speak about what is unfolding, what is alive in this week and what it reveals about the way we are working. What is yeah. it about for you? Yeah, yeah, like you said, I remember the, the conversation was really beautiful. We were just sort of, to me, the living design process was alive in the conversation and we were just exploring different forces at play and and then, then this this emerged and then the possibility of having um, Ahmed who might also join us, so two or three of us where we share for 10 minutes and ask questions as, as a way that I could keep some of the people following Making Permaculture stronger in the loop. And mm. and here we are, this wonderful experiment. And would you be able to say a couple of, just a, give a little bit of a summary of where you're speaking from and what you're doing, because I know you're involved in a really interesting project. Yeah, so, great. So right now I'm in south of France in a little village where I'm living since a year. And... And before I've been studying at, a, at an ecological college in the UK, Schumacher College. And together with five alumni who are now spread over the world in South Africa, in Peru, in Bahrain, and me here in, in France, we're all in land-based projects, all working with land, with forms of agriculture, with forms of design. And we're having this reflection crew of letting each other know how we're working in these different contexts, these different landscapes and these different cultures. Mm -hmm. And this we call dialogue with place. And here in South of France, I'm tending a plot of land, but I'm also tending uh, a community and a village. And is there, a, the project has a name if people are interested, I can put it. Yeah, we call ourselves Lielu and the village. Lielu is the name of the territory. We found it as we dig deep through the maps of the, of the town hall. And yeah, Lielu and the village. Wonderful. We have yeah. a website and we're on Instagram. Yeah, all right, I'll put, I'll put some links. And yeah, what happened was Ahmed and Annalena, two of the alumni, reached out and um, we, we had a, a conversation. I just picked up on the beautiful energy you have together and these, these explorations you're having that, that, and the energy of that really resonated and it just felt like we wanted to keep hanging out and here we are. I was just um, curious, Dan, could you say a sentence or so how making permaculture stronger and living design process relate to each other? And yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Where you have question. your fit, feet in. Yeah, yeah. So the, the way, way I said making permaculture stronger is, is about holding space and um, participating, catalyzing in a, in a collaborative conversation that's aimed at supporting permaculture to, de to, 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 to develop its potential in the world. And part of how that conversation has evolved is to hone in on different processes or approaches that the idea is let's explore processes that have the possibility of really 
um, being able to honour permaculture and be of service to, toward permaculture's mm. aspirations and consistent with its foundations. And living design process is one of those kind of experimental mm. adventures. And, and it's one that I'm being centrally involved in with, with colleagues in developing. So, so one of the approaches being shared as, as part of the Making Permaculture Stronger project is living design process. And there's other ones, including living systems thinking and something else called the field process model. So it's sort of nested in there as, as one and also welcoming any, any other approaches that where a general theme is moving away from conventional kind of mechanical linear mm. um, ways of thinking about design, where design and implementation are separate and whatnot. Yeah. Beautiful. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Very excited to hear snippets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah, let the experiment continue. Hey, Dan. Hey, hey. I'm, I'm curious to hear what was happening for you this week and what was the life for you? What grabbed your attention? What is going on with living design process? Thanks for asking, Annalena. Good to, good to be doing this initial experiment with you. So, yeah, I was thinking about this just in the minutes leading, leading up to the call. And one thing floated to the top, which is I'm... I'm having an experience at the moment, a really exciting experience of um, acting as a living design process facilitator and mentor on a large farm property of several hundred acres in size. And it's going faster, fa things are happening faster and sooner than usual. And one of the reflections mm -hmm. I've been having is that when people hear about living design process, one of the, the, the things they often say is, but we, we just want to do something. You know, we don't want to sit around and observe and immerse and all this kind of thing. And I'm, I'm enjoying accumulating projects, including ones on, the, on a large scale like this, where some of the things that are happening involve, you know, a lot of earth moving machines and significant transformations of the, of the property. And because one of the forces at play were the clients really, were really super keen to get some things happening. Mm -hmm. And, and I was able to facilitate the conversation in a way where I was, I was, I was personally feeling okay about going ahead with some of these things relatively quickly. They're actually, mm -hmm. they're happening. And so it's happening, you know, far, a lot faster than it would happen in the conventional process where you do a, a drawn up design beforehand and we're making moves and things are shifting. And rather than another difference is rather than explaining I explained a certain degree and we had conversations um, as we commenced the project, but a lot of it's happening in the, in the process. And so for, for example, today there's a new, um, a new area that where some earthworks has happened. We're about to do a whole lot of planting. And I said, well, what I'd like to do is, is choose some trees and maybe we actually source like 20 trees and shrubs and then we'll bring them to the site and we'll let them tell us where they want to be. Like we'll just put them on the ground and move them around until they feel good. And then we'll dig holes and we'll plant the trees together and um so so the it'll the, the clients will be fully engaged in the process mm. there'll be no upfront design apart from choosing the trees we'll lay them out on the ground not following anything on a piece of paper and then we'll over the coming weeks we'll go back and say okay now we've got some gaps in between <laughs> let's have a second round third round so yeah that's 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 the mm. what's, what, that sounds been alive for me yeah that sounds actually very exciting to to start with doing and then to, to look at the first round of doing and to see, ah, how is that? And then to go on rather than to make a full out plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just, as you were speaking, I was, I was thinking about how sometimes when I, leave, when I leave a site or when I leave a place, my feeling towards what I have just done changes. So mm -hmm. while I am with the people on the place, I'm thinking like, yes, let's do this and let's plant these trees and let's dig a hole there. 
But then as I go and I, and I let it sink a little bit, sometimes second thoughts come up or like ruminations, like, was that too quick? What happened mm -hmm. there? So I was wondering, how did you experience this in, when, in this process? Yeah, it's, a, it's a such a great question because in this particular project, the, the active, activating force and, and earnestness and keenness of the clients was so strong that I, I had to kind of meet it in a way where um, it was important that some things were able to happen, partially mm -hmm. due to the lockdown of coronavirus and everyone wanting to do things during this um, time. And that's something that I monitor myself too. It's like, okay, am I feeling confident enough to be in support of something happening? And, and, and one aspect of this property that it was a bit touch and go, I had a little bit of like, oh, I mean, I'm 90, I'm 90, 95% sure it's going to be okay. And it got quite, quite large and significant. Um, and um, luckily, well, not luckily, just the way it turned out. The first time I went and saw the works that were undertaken and a huge part of this and a huge part of my confidence with this is that I'm working with an earth mover that I know and trust and work with for a long mm. time and is a natural living design process practitioner, mm -hmm. like really beautiful worker and also someone who specializes in planting trees. So to have, have that pre-existing rapport means a lot of things I'd be really nervous about, like do they understand what we're trying to achieve here just, just aren't there. But I did, I, yeah, I, I've been really monitoring that and I've been probably close to the line than I've ever been in terms of, are we just going too fast? Are we going to stuff something up? Um, and and so there was a little bit more risk than usual. And and yet the way it's panned out has been really amazing. And and some, some of what's happened is that because it's happened so fast, the people I'm working with, um, you know, in some cases, they, they, hadn't, they didn't have a clear image of what we're talking about until they see it mm -hmm. forming up. And there's been aspects of it that they've gone, oh, that wasn't what I was expecting. What about this? Mm -hmm. And we've been able to get out on site together and in real time, say, okay, what matters to you? What matters to you? All right, let's think about how we can resolve this rather than trying to compromise or anything, but actually transform mm -hmm. the situation even more, keep moving forward. And there's been some beautiful instances of that where amazing configurations have emerged yeah. that we never mm -hmm. could have predicted up front. Mm -hmm. And the, the clients are really getting more and more involved in the project. It's mm -hmm. exciting for everybody and different kinds of expertise are coming in and out as appropriate. So it's a good question. It's, it's, it's right on the edge, you know, which makes it exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and these are uh, always the, the most exciting projects are the ones that are super alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was actually about to ask you and what is it that can happen through the fastness that might not be able to happen when things are planned up front or when they're orchestrated in a certain order. So hmm. what is something that you see happening now as, things happen on the go or happen in a more emergent way that is that is new for you what's new about this project is the is the scale and the speed mm -hmm. where we've we've had to the way i'm thinking about it is rather than everyone understands that the process of of kind of letting the the, the pattern for the farm as a whole emerge will take year, years decades um we, we've honed in on certain key areas and, and kind of crash tested and gone through the living design process enough to be confident to make some moves. And there's several of these different kind of hubs or nuclei, three, three main ones. And later on, there'll be connective tissue and it'll, it'll come together. So that's part of, um, of what's been happening. One thing that it's exciting to feel on this scale is that I, to me, to me, the process doesn't really start in a sense, in a sense it does in another, it doesn't, it's, well, it's, it's like, um, you create the seed first, you create the DNA of the project and get clear on what the intention is and whatnot. But there's a point at which like the seed germinates and the little growing mm -hmm. breaks out of the ground. And that's the moment 
in the living design process where, where you act, you transform the thing you're working with, something happens and then the game mm-hmm. is on, you know, then the thing comes to life and everyone's having to pay attention because things are happening mm-hmm. and, and you're getting this incredibly rich experience of, of reality transforming and evolving that you, that, that gives you really direct information about what happens next. And, and the real live crafting of space is, is happening, which is a whole different experience mm-hmm. to, to upfront planning on a piece of paper. So it's not, it's not new for me, but this, the scale and the size mm-hmm. is new. And I'm loving the fact that I'm, I'm being, I'm really funny. I'm able to relax into it and enjoy the process. And, and there's great trust between all the different um, people involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and years, like five years ago, or even probably two years ago, I would have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'll be losing sleep over it. I mean, oh my God, what am mm-hmm. I doing? It's too much, too big, too fast. <laughs> but now that I know yeah, the that, underlying principles, yeah. it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah, that I find actually interesting. Like, how do you how do you work within yourself with holding both feelings of on the one side trusting that the process that you begin will turn out in a way that is hmm. good in the broader sense, and simultaneously being aware of something that might go too fast, too quick, too big, and that might stumble into something. Mm-hmm. How are you holding? How are you working with with these two feelings? Mm-hmm. yeah that's great you call them feelings because i do there's the there's the thinking and the intellectualizing and stuff which is great the rationalizing and i i do monitor my feeling closely and i speak about that openly with the people i'm working with and mm-hmm. you know like i i'll i'll speak up and i'll so i i just sort of monitor my body am i am i am i discovering any little pockets of of risk or or concern and if so now is the time to um to speak up so it's it's a constant a constant dance. Did you have that this week? A moment where you felt something inside of me is actually telling me to speak now or to intervene. Um, yes, yeah, I had it on this project. There, there was a few different ways that cropped up. One one of the ways, probably the most the clearest example, was that. Um, an access driveway is about to be cut into the ground. And, and a few days ago, several days ago, we were there and, uh, and I walked around with one of the clients and we agreed on where it would go. Um, and there was kind of an obvious option that would do the job. And there was a more exciting option that would be uh, more involved and complex and potentially more beautiful. And we were looking at, could we justify going in that direction and making mm. it work? And we couldn't quite do it. And neither could the earth mover had been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> And so we, we went with what really was the clearest and simplest solution. And it, it wasn't terrible. It, it was just interesting to, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that other possibility is going to work. And I had a moment not knowing whether it had actually been cut yet um, of, of thinking, oh, I, I, feel, I feel like I, 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 want to, I want to go back there. And, and I zoomed out and, and spent some time with the contour map of the property and just and found some potential configurations that pr- probably are unfeasible given that it's already a whole lot of existing dams and fences and access ways. But I realized that I made the decision I wanted to be clear with the clients to let them know that these things are all possibilities. So they were making the most mm-hmm. informed choices moving forward. And the thing I got to was realizing that actually all of that can still happen um, with, with the little section we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, so that can still go ahead. But I did have a moment of, do I need to put the brakes on that and actually call the earth mover and say, stop for a few days. Um, so it was, it was, a, it, was a, it was a moment of, oh, God, mm. are we doing too much too fast? And then I realized, mm-hmm. no, we're all, we're all good. And I spoke to him as well. And, and so, he, and, and I got to the point where in the conversation, I was clear that he was clear 
that he was going to do this little bit of work in a way that was um, didn't didn't accidentally preclude these these mm-hmm. future possibilities, which might not happen for ten or fifteen years. But there's some very mm-hmm. exciting ways that um, we could really deeply harmonise the landscape and store a lot of water high in the landscape that I'd like them to know know as an um, option. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, now you now you spoke about something something like a detail that is happening in the process. And while you were speaking, I was also noticing that that you probably also had a shift in what you thought this whole project is about, or how you see the see the seat changing. And I was wondering if you now look back at your at the last week um, from what you thought this is about this project is about on Monday to mm-hmm. what you now think this this land landscape project is about on Friday. What is, what is a shift that has occurred there? Maybe also to give us an idea of what this whole project on the farm is on about. Yeah. 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 I would say, I would say there hasn't been any major shifts. What one thing that's happened is a, is a deepening and a relaxing into the flow of the rapport and the, mm-hmm. um, the dialogue and the journey with the, um, with the people that live there. Um, and when we've brought in a new person to, to help us plant some trees this week. So that, that's, that's been really exciting. I think kind of a consolidating and a realizing, wow, this is really happening. And, and, and both of the, there's some adults and kids that live there. Both of the adults are, are really leaning into the process in a, in a, in a beautiful way. And we're, we're really starting to enjoy the relationship and, um, and so and I, I actually, you know, I only just, I only just discovered this as I was scanning myself in response to your question. It was this week where I realized that we've crossed a line that matters to me. And that line is about me no longer having any doubt that um, we all trust each other enough. We, we've crossed a trust threshold, I guess, that they, they get that I'm kind of what I'm about and they get that what I'm about really mm-hmm. resonates with what they're about. And they're, mm-hmm. they're, they just, they know that I'm the right person to be working mm. with. They have zero doubt. They're a hundred percent sure they've made a good decision <laughs> to work with me. And once I deeply pick up on that, it, you know, it means I can, it just, it just shifts and deepens the dynamic and, and, I, and I can really lean in as well. And suddenly we're kind of moving from, even though it's been going for a few months, we're moving from a still kind of getting to know each other, checking out mm-hmm. each other out phase to, we, we we know each other enough. We like each other enough. Now let's turn and look forward and start marching forward together without mm. needing to you know, worry about, which is a lovely, lovely place to have arrived at. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like unlocking a huge energy reservoir, finding yes. this mutual trust. And yes. also interesting that you're saying that this is happening now as you move into fast action that maybe also seems a bit overwhelming at some points because yeah, I do. I do often have the experience that the moment one moves together into action and one moves uncertainty, one faces uncertainty together, is also where trust comes from in a way yes. of like having totally. this. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to see each other. How you know? How do yeah. you roll? How do you actually act when the yeah. when the rubber hits the road and the stakes yeah. may be getting high and there's risk and there's mm-hmm. uncertainty? Yeah, you you. It's it's hard to remain a kind of veiled, um, uh, composed you know mm-hmm. it's, it's harder mm-hmm. to be to have any kind of act it's like the real person mm-hmm. comes out you know yeah, yeah that, that reminds me a little bit of like um the, the role of the consultant and the role of the doer mm-hmm. like when one when one meets a consultant i feel initially there's always this this hesitation of like okay you might know that in theory and you might speak about that very yeah. elaborately but yeah. eventually it's me who needs to do it yes. but then eventually when you come to the doing together this is where I feel skill in action is proved or like mm-hmm. this, 
this proving of what what has been dreamed of before. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get a flashback. Um, years ago, I was I was a poor student. I needed some money, and I put there was a job search place, and I put down one of my skills that I could teach people how to play the trumpet because I had a trumpet mm-hmm, and I played mm-hmm. it as a kid, but I was really bad at it. <laughs> and someone someone signed up this doctor, he, he engaged me to teach him trumpet. And so I was telling him about the trumpet and showing him the trumpet and showing him the keys and how to clean it and everything. <laughs> but I knew that at some point he was going to want me to actually play the trumpet because I was a trumpet teacher. And, and, and when that moment came, that was the end of the engagement because he realized that I was pretty bad trumpet player. That's right. But yeah, in this context, at some point things start to happen and the, and the client's aware of that. And yeah, and, and mm-hmm. yeah, to what extent is this, is this person comfortable? <laughs> And, and yeah, which, yeah, and doing things. Yeah, which, which speaks so much for me to to resolving this idea of having an expert who gives advice, but rather to come to people who work together on in all spheres, yeah. in the thinking, the ideation, in the doing, in the looking after how things work out, but to to be like in yeah a practitioner on all levels and all timescales, rather than separating that into a white collar expert and a blue collar doer. Exactly. Yeah, I want I want to read you out this. I read a, a quote that spoke directly to that this week from um, Carol Sanford. And I'll, re- I'll read it out to you, right? So it's from mm-hmm. The Regenerative Life. She, she says, the nodal opportunity was to bring together three processes, ideation, creation, and evaluation that have been split apart to the detriment of nearly every aspect of modern life. The fragmentation mm-hmm. and devaluation of human beings arising from the split has undermined the potential of all our institutions from families and schools to businesses and governments to become whole integrated human beings. We need to take responsibility for and indeed to insist upon responsibility for all three. You know, so the thinking, the planning, mm-hmm. the actual creating and the evaluating. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so core to what living process is all about is that those three are a complementary, simultaneous co-partners in a, in a mm-hmm. process, and they're not split, mm-hmm. and they don't belong. They don't belong in different. They don't sit in different people's hands, and they don't sit in different places in time. That they're all happening mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. and everyone's feeding into them together. It's 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 awesome. Mm. Beautiful. Cool. Wow, what a week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Lovely Thanks, Dan, to... for sharing. It's really good. Thank to you hear. for your questions. Yeah. Thank you.